millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. One size fits all seemed like a good idea for clothes. Nice dress. Uh, it's a it's a T-shirt. Until you tried it on. Same goes for your health care. That's why United Healthcare offers a variety of flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. So whether you're between jobs, coming off a parent's plan, or even missed open enrollment, you can find the plan that fits you best. Find out more about United Healthcare coverage at uh1.com. That's uh1.com. I mean, what a way to start Rampage. So many people are walking around going, oh, I don't think there's a big enough stars on Rampage. Even like, man, you should go get a real problem. But it was the elite versus the firm for the trio's tag team titles. That doesn't make sense. <laughs> the trio's titles. It was totally bonkers. This, of course, was Ethan Page, Matt Hardy, and Isaiah Cassidy. And we were also told during this that come Wednesday, the elite will get back together once more to take on AR Fox and Top Flight. Now, I was a bit like, well, that was a silly thing to do, because now I know there's no way the firm's going to win here. But let's just be honest with ourselves and search our feelings like Jedi's never going to happen anyway. I do like what we've been doing with all these characters though, especially Ethan Page and Matt Hardy, because throughout this we continue to tell their tale, which is basically Ethan is getting inside Matt's head by being a massive deck kid, and maybe slowly, slowly but surely, Hardy may be returning to his broken Matt character. Now once again people are going, I don't want to see that anymore. I do. You want to know why? Because wrestling is fun, both for us and the performers. So maybe we should let them enjoy that F-U-N. Otherwise, of course, everybody smashed it here, especially Nick Jackson and Isaiah Cassidy in the early going, because they were just doing their flippy-flop wrestling stuff. When the Bucks came together to give him that neck-breaker, back-breaker combo. I'm always like, man, how dare you do this? You're trying to break a man's neck and back? You cannot be a fan of walking. It also at one point boiled down to the fact that it was Kenny Omega versus Matt Hardy. And I was actually a bit like, well, would you look at this? A current star versus an absolute legend? I thought it felt like a little bit like a moment and also made me go, how the hell did we get here? Matt actually got the upper hand at one point, which is when Ethan Page decided he wanted to tag himself in and he just wrecked him with a forearm. And I love this guy. He's such an asshole. He also wanted to get a triple team going, but I'm not 100% sure his team was actually into that, which is when Kenny Omega was able to get a Hurricane Rana and he got the Young Bucks back in. Everything was then going off because Matt held Cassidy in the ring so Kenny Omega could hit this leg drop bulldog thingamajig. And given that Nick Jackson was free, and he looked at the calendar and went, oh, it's 2023, he went and did a dive. Page must have felt like he was being left out here because he started causing the distraction, which allowed Matt Hardy to get the side effect. But once again, rather than allow him to try and get the win, he's like, no, you absolute goober, you got to tag me in. You could totally see that Hardy wasn't happy about this either, and that maybe it is getting into his brain, or... That he's about to crack. This kept happening too, and eventually it sucked to be Ethan because he went for a flying nothing and he got hit by a super kick out of midair. Courtesy of Matt Jackson, when we tagged in Kenny Omega, he went absolutely potty, including hitting his You Can't Escape, and it was accurate. Ethan wasn't able to. I think Cassidy at one point even tried to use Matt Hardy's back as a platform, which makes absolutely no sense. Two plus two equals potato. But then we had a bunch more super kicks, and I'm sorry, there's no two ways about it. Ha! The tag claxon went off at this stage. 
because everyone was just doing everything. It also allowed Omega to hit Ethan with a V-trigger as Cassidy and Nick started to hit each other in the face. And when the Elite were about to go for a triple super kick, that was stopped by Paige and Hardy who pulled everybody out in the ring. And given that Nick Jackson and Cassidy were still in there, Isaiah just hit this crazy Canadian destroyer. I mean, that looked great. I mean, it was so bonkers, at one point Hardy went to punch someone, but he accidentally hit Ethan Page. And he was so worried about this, he went to tend on his friend. Cassidy was like, all right, I'm just gonna do this by myself. And he hit this, yet another amazing mid-air cutter. But when he went for the tag, of course there was nobody there. So that guy would do. It meant that Omega was able to hit the V-Trigger, the one-winged angel, as they all hit the BTE trigger to finish this damn thing off, meaning the Elite are still your trio's champions. And of course, we have that match on Wednesday. And I swear, these guys never have a bad match. It's like voodoo. I'm giving it an up. Absolutely go and watch it. Ricky Starks was then here, and he was talking about that Garcia Guevara gauntlet, and he's more than happy to participate he wants to get to Christopher Jericho. He also described winning as getting out of the web of Jericho. There's no two ways about it. He has been winning the internet. The best part of the week then aired because we got this video featuring Satnam Singh, Sanjay Dutt, Jay Lethal and Jeff Jarrett, as well as the best friends, as they both argued about the fact that somebody had stolen a golden globe and somebody had used it as a weapon. At one point, Dan Housen cursed them, but he also called it a Grammy. Oh my gosh, I was having the best time. So between making sure we continue to build up Ricky Starks and the fact this was goofy wrestling for life, I am gonna give it an up. And I know it's a really weak up, but I don't care genuinely made me laugh. As then promised on Dynamite, we did get Swerved Strickland versus Brian Pillman Jr. Quite enjoyed it. As people have been saying, Strickland is definitely on the verge of something, to the point I don't even think he needs his goons in order to make it there. But why it is smart is because, of course, he can use them to cheat in matches. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. A lot can happen in three years, like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at UH1.com. Before we go any further, though, this show is sponsored by BetterHelp. Now, we all carry around different stresses. They can be big life worries or just, you know, little things like your favorite wrestler not being used properly. The thing is, when we keep them bottled up, it really can start to affect us negatively. Therapy is a safe space to get things off your chest and to figure out how to work through whatever is weighing you down. It is really helpful too for learning positive coping skills and how to set boundaries. Therapy basically empowers you to be the best version of yourself. So why not give better help a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and best of all, suited to your schedule. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit betterhelp.com slash whatculture today to get 10% off your first month. 
That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash WhatCulture. And get himself some heat. Pilman actually started strong here because he was able to drop kick Strickland to the floor. But when Swerve got back in there, he just went after Brian's leg like he was trying to rip it from his body. He was kind of gnarly. I mean, he was basically trying to knock his leg out from underneath his leg, although Brian Pillman was able to get back in this with a super kick. I was like, we're going to have to start a super kick counter soon. And he did get a two count. After that, however, it was basically downhill. Because Strickland absolutely wrecked him by smacking him in the back of the head when he went back to his knee. And when Brian Pillman tried to climb up onto the ropes, of course, who made the distraction? It was Trench. Can't handle Trench's name, because can you imagine? Oh, hey, man, thanks very much for coming. Who's your friend? Trench? I'm sorry. There is nobody called Trench. It basically allowed Parker Bordeaux to pull Brian off the top rope without anybody seeing when Strickland went onto the apron and he hit a DVD into the ring apron. And the ring apron, hang on. Uh-huh, I know what you're thinking. Did he fire five shots or did he fire six? Well, in all my excitement, I kind of lost track of it. But given this is a 44 Magnum, the most powerful Magnum in the world, you've just got to ask yourself one question. Is the ring apron the hardest part of the ring? Well, is it? Punk. Then, of course, finish off Brian Pillman, so Swerve did the deed, and he hit the double stomp, and he got the one, two, three. I know I say this a lot, but I'm saying it again. He should probably be TNT champion by the end of the year. Obviously, the moguls decked Brian Pillman Jr. after this, so Dustin Rhodes could come out to make the save, and Swerve's going to face him on Dynamite. Because he hates second-generation wrestlers, he's probably going to do him too. The House of Black were then here via video. They've been quiet recently. They made it clear they don't want Eddie Kingston to join their crew. And actually, they only did what they did do to prove they can manipulate him and get him to turn on his buddy Ortiz. When you put it back like that, well done, you did it. I do have to say that I'm really enjoying this feud. And I think everybody involved is doing a good job. But it's just so itsy-bitsy little spider at the moment because it kind of comes and goes in waves. I mean, the last time we saw Ortiz, he was helping out Sting and Darby Allin, which has nothing to do with Eddie Kingston. I can't even remember the last time I saw Ed on TV. So basically, this is throwing my toys out the pram because I am enjoying it and I would just like it to be a little bit more interconnected. No, I'm giving it a down. Smart booking after this, however, because it was Tony Storm and Soraya taking on the Renegade Twins. And the reason I did like this is one, Britt Baker and... The reason I did like this is because one, Britt Baker and Jamie Hayter had defeated these two recently, so now we're going tit for tat. But two, Robin and Charlotte are really good and every time I see them on my TV, they're getting better probably keep doing it. It really didn't start well though because Tony and Soraya were just running rings around Robin who couldn't get anything in, especially because they kept hitting hip attacks. Now I never knew taking your hip and hurling it into somebody's face could make me feel so oogly boogly, but it does. Soraya then did the same because she tagged in and she was just clotheslining Renegade all over the place and if this wasn't a shot at Jamie Hater, I don't know what's going on. This is when all of a sudden Robin remembered, oh man I better fight back otherwise I'm gonna lose. Meant she was able to smack Tony Storm right in the head with Insiguri when she got the tag to Charlotte. <laughs> well, she did get a few moves in. I was laughing again because almost instantly she got cut off. Storm then hit Sweet Cheek music, which is the worst of all the hip attacks and makes my face melt. When Soraya hit this big boot to the face, so Tony got Storm Zero for the one, two, three. I mean, this did exactly what it had to do. And afterwards, they all went MWO and they got spray cans out and they painted L on the Renegades. At first, I was like, what does that mean? realize it means losers but that's just a statement of fact but yeah i do love the fact that they are heels i do like the fact they went new world order and i'm a big fan of the renegades so when you put it in a package 
yeah, get out. But then we've got another video reminding you that Adam Cole is coming back soon, and this will get you excited in your tootsie toes. When our main event was Roosh versus Christopher Daniels. Where did that come from? No, I do totally get it, because of course Roosh is facing Brian Danielson on Dynamite, so we need to give him a win. But given this was the main event of your Friday night show, I just kind of felt like it could have used a little bit more pizzazz. I mean, it was like somebody knocking on my door and just telling me, oh, by the way, I'm your son. And I'm quickly there going, well, that can't possibly be true, and trying to figuring out the maths, but in the moment, I just don't know what to do. So basically, sometimes I do need a little bit extra, and this just felt a bit too weak, so I do have to give it a down. However, Look who was in it, Roosh and Christopher Daniels. Of course, it was fire. Christopher is still so damn good, even though he's 52 years old. I mean, he hasn't lost a beat, if we're being completely honest about it. And he is trying to keep up with the kids, because he too knew it was 2023 wrestling and he did a dive. Certainly, Roosh then whooped him right in the face and went to work. And this was even worse for Christopher, because on the outside, we had Jose the assistants and Preston Vance. They kept getting involved too. Vance even slapped Danielson with the money that MJF had given them on Dynamite. I was like, that cannot be respectful at all. Although thankfully, Karma then decided, you know what, I'm going to instigate right now. Because when he went to kick Christopher, he got out the way and he nailed Jose instead. Whoops. Chris also then used that as a distraction as he threw Jose into the ring. And poor Roosh, he's just a wrestler. He just wants to wrestle. He could not handle this at all and he was just running around. To the point Daniels went for the most devastating move in all of sports entertainment, the surprise roll-up. Amazingly, it didn't work. Got a two. He did get in a blue thunderbomb, but much like Sami Zayn's, that never gets the win. Sometimes you're like, why are you doing it? When he actually transitioned into the Kooji clutch, he was going to tap this fool. No idea why I said that, because of course it's the Koji clutch. I have no idea. And just when it looked like he was going to win, Preston Vance was back and the rest couldn't see him. So he put Roosh's foot on the ropes and that meant he was done. Because while Christopher Daniels did go for the greatest moonsault ever, Roosh got up his knees. He then hurled Christopher into Tina the turnbuckle, which looked horrible, but it also set him up for the bull's horns. He got it. One, two, three. And he is now ready for Brian Danielson. Maybe. And once again, it was so odd and it was so random, but I am going to give it up because Christopher Daniels is an absolute legend and Roosh remains an underrated gem. Which, of course, brings us to the end of another episode of Rampage. And I am going to give it an up. You know my feelings on it. We're not going to get into it again. But look, there is a video on the screen, or there will be shortly, for SmackDown Ups and Downs. So please do go and watch that. Like the video, share the video, subscribe, leave a comment, follow us on social media, and of course, go to whatculture.com, where they have an Ups and Downs article. I don't read it, but maybe you agree with it more. Otherwise, my name is Simon Watt Culture. I appreciate you very much. My hand is stuck to my damn head. How am I going to point at the WrestleMania sign? Goodbye.